Welcome to Artistic Accomplices. I'm your host, Eric Scott, and this is the podcast that's all about art, creativity, and learning. We all could use a little creative nudge every now and then, something that will prod us, encourage us, and give us a shot of inspiration. Well, Artistic Accomplices is the podcast that does just that. It gives you small doses of motivation and creative encouragement. So as you make, create, play, and live, I'm here to share my thoughts on art, creativity, and learning. I'm also going to interview artists, writers, educators, and much, much more. So like the gym buddy that motivates you to hit the gym on a regular basis, Artistic Accomplices is that little voice in your ear telling you to hit the studio or to pull out the paints or to pick up the pen. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Artistic Accomplices podcast. I am your host, Eric Scott, and I am here once again like I am every two weeks to give you some words of encouragement, to try to lift you up, to try to motivate you to get your creative work done. Well, it is mid-December here um, in Virginia, and we've just had our very first significant amount of snow. Um, schools were, were canceled today and, and canceled uh, last week as well. Um, well, just one day last week. So we're in the almost the beginning of winter. Um, technically, this weekend will be the very first day of winter, but winter is definitely here. We're in December and it's close to the end of the year. And I know for lots of people, this time of year is a time of reflection and contemplation. And as as the year winds down and another is ready to begin, a lot of people start thinking about things. They, they start thinking about the, the previous year, they think about the, the year that's coming up, they think about their lives, they think about just a lot of different things. And of course, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions. And at the very least, you know, they, they probably uh, ruminate and contemplate on the past year and kind of want to think about what might be different in the new year. So whether you make New Year's resolutions or not, you probably around this time of year, if you're like most people, just kind of get in a reflective mood and you kind of think about what's to come, you know, this brand new year. And I, I, just that that notion that it's a brand new year, we're starting again from January, it's going to be 2020. What, what an awesome year. I mean, uh, 2020, 2020, that's just that's a, that's a pretty, pretty round number there, right? Um, so I don't make New Year's resolutions. It's just something that I, I don't know if I ever really did, um, but I do, like most people, get reflective at this time of year. And part of it is the, the new year. Part of it's, you know, the holidays. But it's also, this is my birthday week. Like my, my birthday is this weekend. And uh, I'm going to be turning 46. Um, wow, yeah. Um, so... It, with my birthday and with the new year coming up, you know, I kind of feel like I get a double whammy of, of that like self-reflective kind of thing. And so I always look back. I mean, I just, I can't help but look back because of my birthday, because of the new year coming. And of course I, I reflect on 
the ups and downs of the year, I kind of like, you know, gauge how things were going and what was working, what didn't work, what I liked, what I didn't like. And I've started that. Actually, I kind of started that uh, a little while ago. Um, but for a while now, I've been feeling very out of balance. And, and I think I hinted at this in the last episode. Uh, part of it is that I have not been making as much art as I as I would like. Um, it's just that it's a busy, it was a busy time of year. Uh, now at the, you know, here we are in December, I'm thinking about plans for, for new projects, new ideas, new things for the year, uh, for the new year. And I haven't been making as much art. Um, also I've been really eating poorly. Uh, unfortunately this time of year, it's very easy to sort of binge on, uh, cookies and sweets and lots of good tasting stuff, but maybe not the the best for you. Also, I have not been working in my journal as much as I'd like. Uh, I always, you know, I always find time to work in my journal, but um, there for a while, it's like the journal would like stay in my, in my bag for, for weeks on end. And uh, it's not that I haven't been working in it. I just feel like I haven't been connected to it as much as I'd like. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking back at this, this past year, uh, it's been almost 12 months. Oh my goodness. Um, and I've been thinking and reflecting and contemplating and, you know, it's, I, I always think about like, okay, what do I need to do differently? What do I need to change? What are my goals for this new year? Um, but now I'm even thinking a little bit bigger. I'm really thinking, with this, I kind of feel like I've been in a rut here lately. Um, so being, being kind of, uh, um, uh, be feeling out of balance, feeling kind of, uh, pulled here and there and, and not feel, not feeling like I'm really doing what I want to be doing as, as far as like, like making an impact and the work that I want to be doing out in, in the world. And this isn't just something like, oh, I've just started thinking about it now. Uh, it actually re really started back with my recent travels back in November, well, October and November, but more specifically when I traveled down to North Carolina and Georgia, I started really thinking about things whenever I came back because it was a pretty profound experience. I, I think I mentioned in one of my previous episodes that that it was like traveling back in time, uh, going back to a time like when Dave and I did a lot of work um, and really impacted a lot of people. And I, I, I just haven't felt like I've had that big of impact or it's, yeah, it's like, I, I feel like that. But in reality, when I was down in Georgia, I, I heard from so many people that, yeah, I was having an impact, but because a lot of it now is virtually and not face to face, <clears throat> it's really hard to kind of know. It's hard. It's really hard to gauge what impact you are. I mean, because I'm sitting in my studio talking into a microphone and I don't know if anybody's really listening. Yeah, I can go and, and look at the analytics and, and see that, oh yeah, you know, a couple people have listened here and there, but um, there are so many uh, subscription platforms for podcasts um, and even like on like YouTube and videos and stuff. It's like, yeah, you, you can see like, oh, you know, 30 people watch that video and it's like, ah, you know, but then I share those videos on 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 uh, social media, so it's really kind of hard to know what kind of impact 
that you're doing. So I came back from Georgia, like really feeling energized because I felt like I had connected with a lot of people and got a lot of positive feedback about the things, about the podcast and about the videos and about my art and about putting myself out there. And so I felt really energized, but at the same time, I felt really blah. I mean, that's, that's the best way that I can, can describe it because when I travel, I don't always take the best care of myself. So I eat poorly. I drink a lot. Unfortunately, I stay up too late. And of course, just traveling is, is kind of hard on you. And I just came back feeling really, really blah, really just, uh, just not feeling myself, feeling disconnected, feeling out of balance. Out of balance is, is a good way of, of thinking about that. But like I said, I, I mean, I, I felt that way on the one hand, and then on the other hand, I felt this like real energy and um, kind of felt like I had a kick in the pants <clears throat> to want to get back into my own journaling. But then also, it got me like thinking about my future, about this the course that my life is taking, and what I want to see, what I want to see happen, <clears throat> what what paths I want to take, and <clears throat> excuse me. So yeah, so I I came back and, and I was kind of feeling blah and feeling kind of energized and connected, but I really wanted to take a look about uh, at myself and at my life and kind of figure out like where I wanted to go. And um, so I, I kept coming back to this, this notion of, of like re-envisioning my life and trying to like make some type of transformation. Transformation has become a word that I've, I've explored a lot in my journaling. And so thinking about kind of making a significant change uh, so that I am having perhaps a bigger impact than I am now. And um, in a way that I'm thinking about this is that like, oh, I need to kind of like simplify my life. And so I kept thinking about that. Like, you know, I think we as, as modern folk, like, we want our we want to simplify our lives and we have a lot of conveniences that sort of give us this odd feeling kind of this um, uh, illusion that we can simplify our lives but in a way these conveniences and this this the way we try to simplify our lives actually make it a bit more more complicated and I think in in a lot of ways it kind of throws us out of balance it kind of um, uh, kind of lowers the quality of our lives because it's it's easy convenience is easy but it's not always the best for you um and so in a way i kind of feel like i had not i have not been living my best life i think that's kind of where i've been like coming from with my thoughts since i came back from from georgia and north carolina so for basically for the last month I've been running the, these notions, these ideas through my head, and a lot of my ideas were reinforced because of my studio. Uh, so my studio is a one-car garage. Uh, it has no insulation, so in the winter it is rather drafty and cold. I do have a heater, but because it's so drafty, it never really gets warm, and I have to bundle up and put a hat on. In the summer, it's very hot, even though I have an air conditioner. And, um, you know, really the spring and the fall are the best times, but those are also my busy times and I don't always get out here, but my studio ends up 
getting pretty wrecked. It, it becomes a big mess. And part of that, is, at least over the last few months, was because of my travels, because of the, the things that I was doing. I was running here and there, and I, I would need to come and unpack certain materials for a workshop and, and get different materials for a conference. Um, and so what happened, what happens is I just sort of dump stuff. And so the studio, and this has always been my pattern ever since I kind of had my own studio thinking back to whenever I, I, I lived alone before I met my wife, I had a studio in my apartment and it just like eventually became a dumping ground. It became like a junk room, uh, because I just sort of like throw everything in there. And so that's kind of how my studio was. I had piles on top of piles, all kinds of stuff everywhere. And it was just a mess. And I, and I kind of felt like that was a great metaphor for how my life was that, you know, I was just like going here and there and like piling stuff and dumping things out and not really like taking the time to take care of myself. And so like that reflected in the way I was taking care of the studio. And so I, I, I decided like, all right, I'm going to spend a day and I'm going to like get this, this mess under control. And so I sat down, well, I didn't sit, sit down, but I took time and I started cleaning and purging some things and throwing other things away and organizing and straightening and putting things away. Cause that was a big thing when I'm running here and there, and I'm not, um, you know, I'm doing these different gigs, I'm doing different workshops. I unfortunately don't take the time to put some stuff away and then it just kind of builds up. And so I had, you know, just piles on top of piles and then and I didn't even have workspace. So I would have to like move stuff around and shove things this way and that way. And so I just, you know, I, I organized it. And uh, so I cleaned it. I, you know, I mean, I didn't sterilize the, the studio. I mean, I didn't um, clean it up and put everything away. I mean, it's still a working studio. I still have out my stuff. I'm still, you know, recording videos and podcasts and things. So of course, you know, there's still stuff everywhere, but it's more organized. It's more open. Um, I have more working space and I can find my things. That's, that's a big, that's a big thing when you're making stuff that you want to be able to find the materials and the things that you are working with. And, um, so I cleaned it up and I, I posted a before and an after photo on social media. And I found it, found it kind of interesting that a couple people had mentioned how they liked it better as a messy studio and that it was better that way. And, and I was just sort of like shaking my head. I'm like, no, no, it wasn't. I mean, it, it, it's not better when it's so cluttered and so messy and there's piles and piles of things that you don't have space to work and you can't find things. Um, so now it's not as cluttered. I mean, it's still cluttered. It's still, there's still stuff, but I feel like I can move around and I'm not tripping over things and I'm not shoving things out of the way when I want to sit down and work and I don't have piles on top of piles. So it's definitely better. And so as I was cleaning the studio, that started think that got me thinking about this notion of clutter and how we tend to clutter up our lives. And, um, and I think that's why I've been feeling very out of balance because I feel like I've cluttered up my life over the last few months. Um, I don't know exactly when that feeling started, but I, I feel like I've been pulled in lots of different directions and that there's been a lot of things going on and that there's just been a lot of stuff to deal with. And so, you know, yeah, we, I mean, 
physically we well i don't know about you but for me i am am uh, surrounded by stuff so like you know we clutter our uh, our environments up physically we clutter up our minds mentally and emotionally but then even like virtually online um with our our phones and with our computers i think it's easy to have kind of a cluttered social uh media presence and and things and there's all always something there to distract us and i think that's what clutter does it's like when everything is so cluttered it's hard to kind of see the big picture it's hard to focus in on the thing that you really need to be doing because you have to deal with the clutter you have to like at least like clear out a little bit of a space and so i I started looking around and i'm like i need to like declutter i need to like simplify things because it's it's been really hard for me to get to what i feel is essential and so the studio was kind of kind of uh the beginning of that and so i'm not just talking about physical clutter i mean that's a big part of it uh you 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 may have heard the expression like cluttered desk cluttered mind um but then you know you have a lot of artists like oh well that's just like me thinking creatively, you know, thinking in three dimensions. Uh, but I think there's a fine line between just clutter and, and, and a mess. And then, you know, like just somebody in working mode. And so I want my studio to be a working space for me, but if it becomes too cluttered, then it, it no longer works for me. And so everybody kind of has their, their threshold of physical clutter. Um, but I'm also thinking about that, that mental or that emotional clutter, maybe psychological clutter is a better way of, of describing that since it's kind of in the mind. But then also I'm thinking about, um, temporal, temporal, uh, clutter, the idea of time, temp- temporal being, being, uh, you know, dealing with time and how we clutter up our time. We, t- we clutter up our time and our schedules. And of course, I mentioned this idea of virtual that we nowadays we have virtual clutter as well. And so I want to talk about each of those a little bit and talk about how, how they've kind of manifested in, in my life here recently and talk about how I'm trying to deal with all of this clutter and, and how that ties into my creative work, at least a little bit. Um, so I've already mentioned the, the physical clutter. So looking around my studio, looking around my house, you know, it, I have a lot of stuff. So even though I clean the studio, I organize things, I'm looking around and I, I still have piles of things, but I don't have piles on top of piles on top of piles. Things are more organized. So if I need to find something, I can't. So I have supplies and materials and books and, and all kinds of other stuff in the studio. And even in my tiny two-bedroom house my wife and I have a lot of stuff and even though we have a lot of stuff that doesn't necessarily mean things are cluttered but I think when you have a lot of stuff it's easy for things to become cluttered because you might not have a space or a location or a home for everything or you know you get the mail you throw it on the coffee table or the kitchen counter or the dining room table and then, you know, you're, you're, you're pulling stuff out and, oh, I got to put this back, but I'll just put it down here. And so for, for me, for my wife and I, it's the, it's the coffee table that tends to get really cluttered and the kitchen counter because we tend to kind of throw stuff there when we come in, um, when we're working on things. So, um, 
Yeah, so it's like physical clutter that, unfortunately, physical clutter can. Yeah, I do think so. Oftentimes, it is a, a a reflection of the state of our mind, and that if we are feeling very cluttered, very pulled in different directions, if we feel very, um, I don't know what the word I'm I'm looking for is, but if we feel out of balance, maybe that's what I'm looking for then a lot of times I think that reflects in our environment. Our environment becomes out of balance. It becomes disorganized and disheveled and we can't find things. And because that's kind of our, our lives, our, our mental states have become sort of that, that same way. Uh, and unfortunately this time of year, it's like retailers are pushing even more stuff on us. You know, they, they want us to come and buy or go online and buy more stuff. Of course, you know, thinking about like, oh yeah, it's it's this time of year, we're giving gifts. But yet a lot of times, like thinking back in the past, especially when I was a teacher and, you know, like well-meaning parents and, and students would get you stuff and it's like, oh cool, thanks for thinking of me. But a lot of times the stuff was just like, yeah, what am I going to do with this like little trinket or knickknack or whatever? So really it's like, you know, this time of year, yeah, we want to give gifts for people. We want to celebrate. We want want to like be part of things. But it's like, do we need more stuff? I mean, I, I just feel like I don't. I mean, yeah, there are some things that I need, like clothing wise. But there, there, it, but it's not anything like I'm desperate for. It's like I think I can go a few more months, uh, you know, with my socks and and my t-shirts and things like that. But. I don't need a lot more stuff. I, I, I don't really need more things to put in my house. I don't need more things to put in my studio. But I think a lot of people just get up, get caught up in this notion and that that buying is a way for them to kind of feel something or it gives them a bit of a high. Um, I just feel like, you know, we have so much stuff and it just, it clutters up our lives and, uh, Thinking back, I talked about this before about like in the studio, it's like it's not the stuff that makes you creative. It's like a lot of people feel like, oh, I need to go out and buy this new paint because then I'll be creative. And so I think we, we often buy things to try to like fill some kind of void. We get more stuff because for a moment it kind of like makes us feel a little bit better. But then do we really need it? And so if you really think about uh, America is like a, a really strange place that we have this huge self-storage industry. So think about this. We have so much stuff that we don't have room for it in our own homes that we have to go out and rent space somewhere else to put the extra stuff that we have. I mean, it's that's pretty mind-boggling if you really think about it, that we just have so much stuff. Now I realize like, you know, sometimes people have to move and, you know, they're moving from a big place to a small, small place. So they, they need to have a temporary storage solution. But too often the, the storage unit just becomes a permanent thing. And it's like, oh, that's, that's the home where our, the rest of our stuff lives. <clears throat> and, it, and it's like, we have so much stuff, it doesn't even fit in our own homes. And of course, I'm, that's a mass generalization not everybody's like that but everywhere you go you see those self-storage units and in some parts of the country where I've been it's like they're all over the place it's like every couple miles you see a different one and so you know that there's 
they wouldn't exist if there wasn't a need for them. So yeah, we, we have a lot of stuff physically. And so I think for me, I've been trying over the last few years, uh, especially to try to declutter, to try to get rid of some of the stuff that I really haven't been using or don't need. I think a lot of times we, we have, you know, we, we have stuff and we're like, oh, I need to hold on to this. You know, it's sentimental or maybe I'll use it or, oh, I'm going to need that one day. And then it just kind of sits and then we we don't use it. It just takes up space. And so letting go and getting rid of that stuff, I think it, it's a, it's a weight that we can let go of. Um, so along with physical clutter, there's that psychological clutter, the, the mental and the emotional stuff that we, that we go through. Um, so we, we all have thoughts and, and unfortunately I think we, I think we think too much. Uh, we run pointless, baseless ideas through our minds over and over again, um, often negative. I mean, we, we tend to like really dwell on the negative aspects of those that self-talk. And we have those endless loops and tapes in our heads that just keep telling us these things. And too often it's either kind of how worthless we are or how we don't measure up or how we're not, we're not creative or whatever. Or, you know, we compare ourselves to other people and we put ourselves down or we put other people down to make ourselves feel feel better so we run these thoughts over and over and over over again through our minds and you know i'm like that as well um i I do that a lot and part of that is that i i spend a lot of time and throughout my life i've spent a lot of time by myself so it's it's hard to not kind of think uh when you have a lot of time to yourself and so Unfortunately, I think this kind of leads to a lot of the worry and the anxiety and the suffering that, that we that we kind of inflict on ourselves. Now, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist. So I'm not saying this as, as any way of, of offering treatment or anything like that. So that's my disclaimer. Um, I'm just kind of talking from personal experience uh, with this and then, ta- you know, knowing friends and, and people. So I'm, I'm not... You know, if if you really feel like there, there's something wrong or something is really troubling you, go talk to, to, to a professional, somebody with that certification. Um, but I, I do think that it's it's the root of a lot of that anxiety and that worry and um, the 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 dis-ease that we feel now, not or maybe unease is a better word, the unease that we feel about life in general. Um, so, I mean, I think back to, especially my teenage years, uh, and my early twenties. I mean, I just kind of always, always had this, like this loop in my head of, uh, of doubt and self-talk and just really kind of, um, brought a lot of, I think, pain and suffering on myself because of all the stuff that I, that I was thinking. So I kept cluttering up my mind. So in those years, especially in my teens and in my 20s, I felt very isolated, very alone, very uh, melancholy a lot. And I think it was just because I kept running these ideas about about myself and about what I thought of myself and, you know, how I felt like people didn't care about me and, you know, just kind of maybe some typical things. Um 
that teenagers and and early uh, young adults kind of think about but that that endless string of self talk talk definitely like was not doing anything for my happiness and for um uh for my my self-worth and you know i think about this this notion of thinking and uh, attachment that you know we cause ourselves a lot of suffering i mean that's a tenant tenet of buddhism that we cause a lot of our own suffering because of the way we react, the way we think, the way we are attached to ideas and thoughts and people and places and things. And we bring that kind of suffering on ourselves. And if we can change our thoughts and change what we think and change to a mode of, of unattachment, then we kind of declutter our minds. So unfortunately, a lot of people, um, and I still do it myself, but we kind of clutter up our minds and we run all these thoughts and ideas and um, miscellaneous things through our heads, reliving and replaying and just just keeps going on and on and on. And, and so, yeah, we have to find a way sometimes to sort of get out of our own heads. And I'll come back and talk a little bit more about that later, but that's kind of another issue, this idea of clutter, this idea of psychological clutter, uh, um, emotional or, or mental clutter. But we also clutter up our time. We, we clutter up our schedules. So we tend to kind of overdo it. Uh, we might overschedule ourselves and especially children. Um, I don't have children of my own, but as a teacher for years and years and years, I saw this, how children were overscheduled thinking about like little kids you know a lot of times it's well-meaning parents saying hey you know i want to give my my child a lot of different experiences i want them to have the opportunity to try different things but it's like so many of the kids were were like doing so many different things so like one night it would be swim lessons and another night it would be sports practice and then there's scouts and club meetings and music lessons and gymnastics and I mean just the list would go on and on and on about all these things these kids were doing and I was just kind of thinking like when do the kids ever have time to play I mean then you throw in homework and other obligations you know dinner and being at home and going to bed and taking a bath and whatever it's like when do the kids just have time to be a kid and and I see this a lot with, with uh, when I taught the high school level too, is that, and a lot of that was like the kids putting a lot of pressure on themselves, especially with this notion of extracurriculars, like, oh, it's going to look good on your, your college resume, on your college application. And so they would do all of these things. And it's like, you know, when you, when you go home and you're doing your homework, it's like, you know, like, what time do you get to bed? And, you know, it just, there was so much. But even if you don't have kids, I mean, as adults, there's just so much to do. And, and maybe it's not so much that we schedule. We just have a lot to do. You know, it's like, oh, we've got we've got work. I mean, most most adults have some kind of job or, or they work somewhere, whether, you know, they work in the home, work outside of the home. Um, oh, I've got to fix dinner or lunch or breakfast. Oh, I've got to clean the house, go shopping. 
uh, take the car into the garage, pick up food, go walk the dog, mow the yard, got to do laundry, got to do this, this, you know. So all this stuff just kind of piles up, piles up on top. And it just, it seems like we never have enough time. And I, I do look at some people um, that I'm friends with online and in person, and I'm like, how do you do all the stuff that you do? It's like I, I see some of these artists like posting artwork like every day, like not just like quick little pieces, but like big pieces. And I'm like, how do you, when are you finding the time? And some of these people have kids and, you know, pets and uh, they work a second job. And I'm like, how do you, and I'm kind of scratching my head and I'm like, I'm not even, I don't even have a full-time job. I work a part-time job and then this is my job, you know, making stuff for myself and, and trying to share. And, and, and I just kind of feel like how, how is it that we clutter up our time so much that we just feel like we don't have time at all? And how often have I heard that as an excuse from people about art making, about being creative is that I don't have the time and I always feel like we give priority to the things that we think are a priority plain and simple we give that time to the things that we feel are important and if you're not giving it the time then it must not be important to you you can talk and and scream and yell as much as you like about how important it is to you but if you're not giving it any time it's not important and unfortunately, there's something I think that really sucks up our time and takes away a lot of our time and our energy and our focus. And that is our electronic devices, the, the computer, the internet. Um, I mean, I know I am constantly checking my phone. I mean, we have email to check and we have Twitter to check and we've got Instagram and, oh, I got to post something on Facebook. And for me, as an artist that's trying to do things and trying to teach workshops and trying to get people to buy my art and take my classes, it's like that's part of my job is like I need to be on social media. I need to be on the computer. I mean, this podcast is a perfect example of of being in that virtual world. I mean, it's amazing, you know, to think that basically I have a recording studio in the form of a microphone and my computer, and I can just sit in my art studio and talk and record myself. And then I can go online, plop it online, and anybody can listen to it. I mean, that's pretty awesome. I can make artwork and put it up online, on Facebook, on Instagram, on my website, and people from around the world can see it. So I'm not trying to diss or um, make fun of or put down this virtual world, this online world, this, this connected world. It's part of our lives, but yet at the same time, it does take up a lot of our time. I mean, I get caught up on Facebook watching like all those little like videos and such and, you know, suggested for you. And like, I just get sucked into them. Next thing I know, a half an hour or an hour goes by and I'm just like, what? Where, where, where did that time go? 
And so, we, you know, and then with our streaming, everything is streaming now. So uh, you don't have to be at home at a certain time to watch a certain show. You could just, oh, you like that show? Watch the ne- next episode right after it. And so we can stream things. We can uh, check our Facebook and our Instagram and, oh, did somebody like this? And, oh, did somebody email me? And just trying to, like, keep up to date with everything, with with all this stuff that's on our phones and our computers, I just find that I am looking at my phone, especially my phone, way too much. So even if I'm just kind of sitting in the house watching TV, especially like on regular TV with commercials, I find like, oh, I got to grab my phone. Did somebody like that that post that I put on Instagram today? Or, uh, oh, did how many people have viewed my video? And we just get kind of caught up in that 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 sort of repetition. And it's so interesting. I'm old enough to remember like when the internet came about, like when I, I mean, I didn't get my first email until my senior year in college. And now it's like kids in elementary school have email. Um, You know, kids in in elementary school have their own uh, uh, like profiles on video games and things, you know, and they're part of communities and they watch YouTube and it's like none of that existed when I was a kid. And then whenever I first got a computer after I graduated from college, I mean, kids didn't even have computers in college. You know, we didn't have laptops. And if, if a student had a computer in their room, Oh my goodness, that was like, that was a big deal because we were talking about a big desktop. So now everyone, well, nearly everyone carries around a computer in their pocket. I mean, my phone is like 10 times the computer that my my first laptop was. So I remember a time when I checked email maybe once a day. And that was it. And, you know, like you used e- email and you sat down, you wrote letters. You didn't just like shoot like messages back and forth. Yeah, we had uh, IM, we had instant messaging, but I never really used that much. Um, and there was no Facebook, there was no YouTube, there, there were no smartphones. And you weren't connected all the time. And so you could go do things. And now it's just like, oh, we're connected all the time. And, you know, every few minutes, it's like I seem like, oh, I got to check my email. Did somebody email me? Oh, did somebody like this Facebook post? Did somebody message me? Uh, oh, let me check here. Let me do that. Oh, let me look this up. And before I know it, like, like I said, hours can go by. And then it's like, well, no wonder I don't have time because of all this virtual clutter. And, you know, we do end up feeling like we we have to do that. Like the, in, in order to participate in our contemporary lives, we have to do that. Because, I mean, there are people that get upset when we don't text right back or email right back. I mean, I, I get people that are like, if if I they email me and I don't get back to them and then they email me, like a few hours later, like you haven't responded to my email. Well, I haven't had time because I was doing other stuff. I'm not connected 24 hours a day. Um, sometimes I, I am too connected. So, yeah, so I think th- this clutter, I mean, it's just with all of that, it's so easy to feel overwhelmed and out of control and out of balance. I think that I, I said it several times during this episode. That's kind of how I've been feeling lately, like completely 
pushed over the, not pushed over the edge, but just pushed off to the side, unbalanced. Um, and I just, I feel like, okay, I need to get back under control. I need to get things more balanced. And I mean, that's what life is. Life is always about like, oh, I went a little bit too far over this way. Now let me go back this way. And so we do kind of swing out of balance. And sometimes we do find our balance. And, and that's, I mean, that's just life. But here lately, I've just been really feeling that, like feeling like I really need to to kind of get my stuff together, get some things figured out, and kind of set a course for for the months to come. And there's no better time to do that, I think, than at the end of the year. And thinking about that new year, like, okay, in the new year, I am going to do the, these things. Even, even though I've started a lot of it right now, it's that notion of, of um, maybe symbolically like, oh, for the new year. But uh, so, yeah, so clutter. I mean, physically, yeah, that, that's what getting the studio under control was all about, was just sort of here's my physical space. It is a wreck. Let me straighten it up. Let me organize it. Let me get things together so that, I can find things so that I can have space to work so that I'm not just digging through piles or moving piles that I can quickly and easily find things. Um, and so, you know, yeah, that's part of, of that is getting my physical environment under control and decluttering. Now I'm not, not going the minimalist route a lot. You know, some people kind of get rid of most everything and, and really uh, survive with the, the most minimal of things. Um, I'm not quite like that, uh, but I have done a lot of purging and a lot of organizing here lately. And uh, even like in the house, my wife and I have both kind of been thinking about what are the things that we really need and how can we sort of sort through things and and hold on to the things that we feel like we really want or really, really need. So, so yeah, I've been trying to, f- to simplify things. Um, and I think that's part of it is that when we get out of balance, like things just kind of get complicated. And so by simplifying our environment, by cleaning and organizing, then, okay, that's one step to finding some of that balance. And so when we simplify things, hopefully we're, we start to find more time. And so I'm not feeling like I don't have enough time now. I, I feel like... I've been kind of like trying to put myself on more of a schedule, trying to stick to that schedule and trying to, to be like, okay, this is the time when I work. So, you know, yeah, there are two days a week, three days a week where I actually go to the art center that I manage and work there. That's easy. But when I work at home, it's kind of like, okay, this is the time and I need to set a, a block of time this is the time that I work. This is the time that I'm going to work on the, the podcast. This is the time I'm going to try to record it. Um, this is the time I'm going to do my video. This is the time. So having more of that schedule kind of it really helps because then, um, you know, if you can stick to that, then you can really, you, you schedule in time. And the other thing is that I've been getting up, trying to get up earlier. Uh, it's, especially when in the winter, when you wake up and it's still dark out, it's so hard to get up. 
Um, but I've been forcing myself to get up earlier and trying to stick to that time. Um, and the other thing is I've been trying to put down the phone and kind of back away from that and not watch so much. Now, unfortunately, I have. That's a hard one. It, it's so easy to get sucked into watching a video and then next thing you know, you've watched like 10 in a row and you're just like, okay, where did that time go? Um, so yeah, so I, I've, I'm still working on that one, but I've been better at it. So what I like doing is setting the phone away from me where it's not within arm's reach. So putting it behind me on a table in the studio or putting it in the counter in the kitchen, whenever I'm working inside and just not having it on me or with me all the time, then I can't physically pick it up. It's not right there and it's not accessible. Um, but yeah, that one is still, still a, a struggle as far as the psychological clutter. Um, one of the things that I've been doing is trying to go for walks nearly every day. I think physical activity helps out a lot and getting up and going outside and going for a walk. I, we have an elliptical trainer in our basement, an elliptical machine, um, kind of like a treadmill, but, um, but you know, has the, the, the kind of steppy things and a big wheel and stuff. And anyway, so we, we've had that for quite a while. I, I used that when we, we first got it, but I, I hate treadmills. I hate like trying to do anything on a stationary machine like that. It's one of the reasons why I, I don't like gyms. I, I just, to do like an hour on a treadmill is so difficult compared to doing an hour of walking going outside and walking around the neighborhood and walking around town that helps me out. I mean, I don't, I live in town. I can walk around pretty safely. Um, and so getting out and getting that exercise and getting that fresh air, I think helps clear your mind. Now I don't listen to any music. I, th I think a lot of times we, another type of clutter that's in our physical, uh, environment. I didn't even mention this. I didn't even think about it is, is noise clutter that a lot of people have to have the radio on or the TV on. And there's always like this noise and things are beeping and going off and people are yelling and screaming. And there's all the, you know, there's all this noise, 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 noise going on. And so when I walk, I used to listen to music, but I kind of feel like whenever you listen to music, you're trying to drown out your thoughts. And maybe that's why, again, a lot of people have that anxiety and, um, when they, when they get caught up in their own thoughts is, is that they try to drown it out with the noise, but then it always comes back. So I kind of feel like with walking though, like if I don't, if I'm not listening to music, then yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about things. Things are kind of turning in my, in my head, but it's a little bit different. It's not the same kind of endless loop. Uh, I think the physical activities just sort of helps break that, that spiral, that, that loop, that continuous kind of self-talk yeah there's thoughts always going on but it feels like the thoughts just sort of like flit, fleet um just kind of flit out and just kind of dissipate in, in, into the fresh air um i don't know maybe it's just me but that's kind of how i feel and so like when i get back i actually feel better because i kind of feel like i've left a lot of that stuff out there that i didn't bring it back with me and so yeah, I like, <laughs> I like going for walks because of that. And also I think just the physical movement. Um, I think we as humans are 
are built for physical activity. We want to move. We want to, you know, get out and move and do things and, and be physical. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I kind of, I like that. Um, another thing I've been trying to do is meditate more. I was better at this before, uh, you know, years ago and I've kind of gotten out of the habit. And so it's been hard to get back in. So I've, I've meditated a few times and I'm trying to do it after my walks. It's a good time to kind of sit down and sort of meditate on things and, and kind of try to clear my mind or, you know, the nice thing about meditation, it's not about having a blank mind. A lot of people think that like you just sit there and, and you go blank. No, it's just about sitting there and calming yourself down, trying to be present, like with your breath. And if you do have a thought that arises, you just let it go. You don't dwell on it. And what happens is you find that like when you first start meditating, like, yeah, a lot of the, the thoughts come up and you start thinking about all the things you need to do. And then after you get into it and you get in the habit, you still, you start to like, just let it go. And, and you let that thought go and you don't dwell on it. You don't turn it into something. You don't become attached to it. Um, and it's, it helps out a lot. So along with walking and meditating, I've also been doing journaling. I've been really trying to focus more on my journaling and uh, whether it's writing in my journal, I have been writing a lot and thinking a lot about things since I came back from Georgia a month ago. Um, but also just doodling a lot. I, what I've been trying to do is to sit down for at least a short amount of time every day and do something in it, to do something in my journal. And a lot of times that's just, okay, it's evening. My wife and I are watching TV and uh, I'm just sitting there doodling just to kind of like decompress. And I think that helps. I think that that, that doodling, like you Again, it's like meditating. It's like the thoughts come up, but then you just like let it go because you're focused on the physical act of, of drawing or doodling or putting something on paper. And even though it's not a fully conscious thing, like you have to give it like your full attention and focus, but you have to focus on it just enough that you really don't have room to like think about tons of things and to really dwell on things. And so I, th I think working in my journal has, has helped me work through things to figure things out and just to let go of a lot of that mental clutter. And so I'm, I'm, it's a, I'm still a work in progress and, but I'm sort of envisioning like this new, this new me, uh, thinking about how I can kind of simplify life declutter my life in many ways so that I am making the art that I make, but more importantly, doing the work that I really want to do. I, that's the one thing that, and I'll probably save this for another episode, but I feel like some of the stuff that I've been doing, some of the work I've been doing is like on the right track and, and I want to do more of it. And then some of the things that I do, I kind of feel like, yeah, that those things add to the clutter. Like, Maybe I have to do them because, hey, I, I, I need to pay bills. I need to have food to eat. I, I need to have a roof over my head. But unfortunately, I feel like some of the stuff that I have to do like that is actually adding to the clutter. And it's not, I'm not doing it because it's what I feel like I, I need to be doing. Like, or like need, not, not need, like, because I, I need money, but need to do it like on a more authentic way, more authentic, um, place. So, um, yeah. So anyway, it's, that's, that's kind of like where I'm, where I am 
Um, so anyway, so what does this have to do with creativity? I mean, I've been talking about clutter, 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 uh, and, and maybe you've been seeing those connections, but um, I think it's very hard to create when our lives are so cluttered up. First of all, I mean, when our space is so overwhelming and cluttered and we can't find things and things are in a, a complete disarray, it's hard to be creative. It's hard to make the stuff we make. It's hard to sit down because there's so many little things that can distract us. And we might even feel like, I, sometimes I feel almost claustrophobic. So when I walk into the studio and it's a complete and utter wreck, I just, I feel like a tightness because it's like, oh, I don't want to be in this space. There's just, it's too much. Um, you know, it's like, I, I need to like swim through, dig through things first to even like be able to settle down. But when things are organized and uh, cleaned to a certain degree, it's easier to come in, sit down and get to work. So, I mean, and that's always a, a, a personal comfort choice. There are some people who, you know, you look around their spaces and they have immaculate spaces, but that's just who they are. That's part of their, their personality. That's how they, they need to have it. Other people, you look at their spaces and you're like, how do you get anything done in there? How do you find anything? It's, it's like you look around, you're like, is this an episode of Hoarders? I mean, are there going to be cameras coming around? Um, so, yeah, so if our physical spaces, whether it's our homes or our studios or wherever it is that we do our creative work, if that is cluttered up, it is very difficult to actually work. Um, and then it's also very hard to create when we feel like we don't have enough time. And unfortunately, a lot of times it's our creative endeavors that get cut. It's those things that suffer whenever we don't have enough time. So when I hear people continuous, continually tell me that they don't have enough time, that they would make art or they would sing or play music or do whatever they, it is that they want to do, but they just don't have enough time, I sort of chuckle and I'm like, oh yeah, you've got time. You always have time for the things that are a priority. If it's not a priority, you don't give it time. And then if you kind of look at what they do, I mean, I have friends that I've heard say that and it's like, well, you know, I, I see you sit there when I'm with you for a half an hour looking at Instagram and like showing me funky like Instagram posts of the people that you follow. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. And like, you need that. But it's like, that was a half an hour, you know, and, and how often are people doing that kind of stuff? And it's like, put down the phone, walk away from the phone, and then you might have more time than you really think. And so kind of trying to, to, um, to devote time to the things that you think is important. I mean, you do have to schedule it, you know? Um, so yeah, so it is hard when we don't feel like we have enough time. It's hard to be creative when, um, we feel like we just have too many thoughts. So when, when our thoughts are cluttered and our minds are going in 20, 30, diff, you know, different directions at one time, it's very hard to give, uh, focused attention to the things that we want to do. And then, of course, when our attention is distracted by those little glowing screens and our devices and such, then, yeah, it becomes ultra hard to really focus because, oh, this little shiny thing over here is, is distracting me. And that is much more interesting at this time than actually doing the work to be creative. Because being creative, making something, doing something 
in, in that vein requires work. Whereas to mindlessly look at a screen is a very passive thing and it can distract us. And so finding a way to, to um, get away from that for at least a while. I'm not saying like be a, a recluse and, and get away from it completely. But I, I do remember, I don't know if I read this on Facebook or um, I, th- I think it was, it was probably social media of some sort uh, that there was like this person who, who was a writer and they, they did not have Wi-Fi in their homes. They did not have a, uh, a smartphone. They may have had a cell phone, but uh, didn't have a smartphone and, you know, didn't have Facebook or Instagram and wrote their, like wrote their work on this old computer and check their, their email from a local library. And, uh, so whoever posted this or whatever, this was floating around, you know, basically was like, they were saying how, like, you know, either that that's either like something very difficult or that's like the new life goal, you know, that we, we have so cluttered up our lives with technology and, and, uh, connection and social media and all that, that what if we just completely unplugged? So I'm not really saying that, but I, I think we do need to find a way to disconnect ourselves at least for a little bit to, to schedule that time that like, okay, this is work time. My phone lives over here where I can't access it all the time. So if we can declutter a bit, if we can get those physical spaces in order, if we can let go of that endless stream of thoughts, if we can schedule time for our creating and stop looking at our devices, um, we make space physically, mentally, temporally. Um, we make that space so that we can create. And so if you have been feeling out of balance, if you feel like you haven't had enough time, if you feel like, you know, there's just too much going on, look around and see if there's a, there are things that you can do to start to declutter your spaces your mind, your time, your Facebook feed, anything to kind of create to create um, to create in an, uh, to create in a more open way uh, because you're not hemmed in by all this clutter. So um, yeah, so kind of keep that in mind. I am I mean this is a continuing journey. Um, maybe I'll move on to something different later, but, this was just something I've been thinking about a lot over the last few weeks. And I thought, hey, I need to make this a podcast. I need to get this out because, you know, I think part of of being an artistic accomplice is, is, is sharing what I'm going through as an artist um, personally and describing some of these things. Because I feel like, you know, if I'm feeling it, if I'm going through this, I bet there are other people out there that have this same kind of thing. And if I can kind of talk my way through it, maybe that can help them. So hopefully you, you got thinking, listening to the podcast today, got you thinking about how you personally like clutter up your life in lots of different ways and how maybe by decluttering it to some degree, that might open up more space for you to create. So anyway, that's the end of a, another episode. Um, as always, I, I'm very appreciative of you listening, of you taking time and 
uh, listening to, to what I have to say. Um, if you haven't checked me out on the virtual world, um, if you need more cl- uh, virtual clutter in your life, uh, check me out on Facebook and Instagram and, of course, on my uh, website. But um, anyway, that, that wraps it up for now. Uh, so as always, happy creating and thanks so much. This has been Artistic Accomplices. I'm your host, Eric Scott. Thank you for joining me.